Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi friends, thanks for tuning in and joining us for our 99th episode. Wow, <laughs> this is... um. It's going to be quite a fun, uh, exciting week. Uh, Obviously, our next episode is our 100th episode. And I think it's quite fitting how the um, how the schedule has fallen that for for regular listeners, um, you'll know that I like to do a strategy roundup episode every about 15 episodes or so Uh, for new listeners. Hey, I like to do a strategy roundup every 15 episodes or so because we have so many amazing guests that come on and graciously share their wisdom um, and their life experience with us and also give us some tips. And so what I like to do is gather those tips together into these kind of strategy booster episodes. And it's a chance to look back over some of the guests and to really hear their suggestions of what we can do in our life to really help us with our mental well-being. Because if you have ever been in a place where you are struggling, um, where you're finding things difficult, if you're in that place now, when you're when you're there, it's really hard to think about how to help yourself and how to get out of that space and and what you can do to um, to look after yourself, I guess. So that's the point of this. It's it's to give some ideas to listen to and to try out for yourself. So however you are doing in yourself, if you're feeling good that's awesome. Um, I think sometimes it's good if you're in, in a good place to almost like have a strategy in place for if you if you get to a point where you're overwhelmed with stress, for example, you have a go-to that you can try. And if you are struggling at the moment, then I hope that, that tuning in and listening to this gives you a boost, that it gives you some support, um, and that it gives you some ideas and inspiration of things that you can try out for yourself. And as I always say, it's not a one size fits all. Some of these things will maybe not work for you. Some of them you might think, what are they on about? I, I'm a skeptic. I don't agree with what they're talking about. And I think one of the things I love about the show and I love about the guests is that we try to bring a range of voices onto the show and different perspectives and different backgrounds. So there's really, what's the word, a smorgasbord of um, ideas and perspectives to choose from and it might be that you discover something new it might be that there's some validation of something that you already knew but my aim with these is always to yes present lots of different ideas for you to try out and so I'm really excited to dive into looking back over the last 15 guests and it's really quite fun timing because actually our 100th episode on Wednesday is going to be a bit of a reflection over the 100 episodes we've had so far lessons learned a kind of look back and a look forward kind of thing more more broadly. And we've got some lovely messages um, and reviews to share. And I guess thinking about what the next 100 episodes are going to be about. So I'm excited for that, but really excited to dive into some of these specific conversations today. So let's start. So to kick us off, we are going back to episode 84, where we were joined by Michelle Myrick. And so Michelle, we really explore creativity 
music, art, whatever that means to you, and really thinking about your inner light, finding that inner light, and living a life that excites you. Uh, It was a a fab conversation, and we're going to hand over to Michelle again to hear her top tips. Well, if you're feeling uninspired, if you're feeling stagnant, if you're feeling, um, you know, just numb on the inside, go back to that kid you used to be. What made you happy? What made you happy as a child? You know, what was that before socialization got at you? You know, what was that thing that you enjoyed and you gravitated towards naturally? Because, you know, we listened to our inner guidance system as children. We really did. In fact, ask your parents because, you know, you wouldn't do anything you didn't want to do as a child. There was no convincing you and you were following your inner guidance system, right? So go back to whatever that is. And, you know, so, okay, you say if somebody's listening to this and say, okay, yeah, I used to like to, to, I don't know, play hockey or whatever. I don't know, draw pictures or play hide and seek or whatever, you know, and I'm not going to play in hide and seek now as a 45 year old. I'm sorry. But is there something about that, that, you know, secretiveness and hiding and being found that you can bring into your life today. Just a little bit. You don't have to go quit your job to, you know, become a graphic artist or anything, <laughs> right? You just, you just bring it in. Bring in these little things that used to excite you as a child, just little bit by little bit. You never know where it's going to lead. Listen, if I had never picked up a paintbrush, like I said, I wouldn't be here mm-hmm. talking to you right now. You know, like it, it's follow that. What makes you curious? That, that's a really important part of ourselves that we ignore as the older we get, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, look, I mean, if you want help with these mindset things, there's tons of free resources. You don't have to join my community. I'd love for you to. I'd love for anyone that's listening to come join us. And if it's a benefit, way to go. You know, but there's a lot of, of uh, you know, stuff out there on the internet, on YouTube, like motivational speaks, pick up some Brene Brown books, you know, or mm-hmm. whoever, whatever author you enjoy reading, um, you know, to get inspired, to keep learning, be a lifelong learner. You know, I, I learned my first language at 52, right? I learned mm-hmm. how to paint at 52, Right, like it's it's you know I'm I'm 55 now and I've started a whole new career as a coach, right? Mm. But I mean, you, you, unless you keep experimenting, unless you keep practicing and trying and like trying things on, okay, that's not it. You okay? So you, you, it didn't work out. Tick done. Don't have to go there again, right? You know, it's not all about winning and failing, right? but bring stuff in that gives you joy that stirs your curiosity and see where it leads, see where it leads. So thanks to Michelle. Uh, Episode 85, we were joined by Amanda Webster. Again, an amazing conversation. I'm probably going to say that for (laughs) for each of these. Um, I feel very blessed that that I have amazing guests on the show. Um, I've loved having conversations with. And so with Amanda, we really were diving into happiness and your own personal puzzle that happiness looks different for everyone and it's kind of figuring out 
those pieces for yourself and that you know as I was just saying about our our ethos of this one size fits all is absolutely what we believe in here as well so here are Amanda's top tips talked about the tapes like the, the rewriting your tapes and I do this as a journal thing where uh, I will suggest to my clients just for the for, for three days just three days whenever you hear yourself like having that negative thought just jot it down or type it in the notes to your phone or whatever and just start being mindful of those negative thoughts and then replacing them with a positive thought and it, I know it sounds hippie woo woo and at first I'm like oh this is so stupid but after a while you will start rewiring your brain so that was a big one uh, for me another one we talked about fitness but specifically for me running running was huge and even if you just run like to the end of your driveway and back just getting that blood flowing I like to think of it as physically running from my problems <laughs> when I'm having all these issues and I can't figure out how to sort through them in my head I start running because it floods my brain with you know the, endor with the endorphins the serotonin the uh, all those feel good happy chemicals the, the good happy chemicals not the the synthetic ones so I think finding something that you can do that gets your energy moving be that yoga, be that running, be that, um, for me, a lot of the times I'll start doing jumping jacks. My kid will drive me crazy and I will go to my office and just start doing jumping jacks until I can calm down enough to respond to the situation. But I think finding a way to move to get that blood flowing is a, is a really big one. And everybody talks about meditation. I'm a certified yoga instructor and I freaking hate meditation. I hate Sitting there cross-legged, I know, I know, that's like probably the craziest confession of the century, but like sitting there cross-legged, just going, okay, I'm going to try and clear my mind and chant home. Do I do it sometimes? Sure, but it's not something that I want to do all the time. I just don't find it enjoyable and I get so much flack from other yoga instructors, but finding ways to incorporate mindfulness. Mm. Now that might mean meditation for you, but I actually just um, wrote an article for Yoga Pose. You can find the article on my website, but I just actually wrote this article on a dishes meditation, like how to turn mundane things into meditations, into mindfulness practices. So finding mindfulness practices that work for you are huge. Because like I said earlier, improving your focus um, is a huge, huge factor to boost, boosting your happiness. And sometimes, I mean, for me, that's just, I'm going to do a video game meditation right now <laughs> and I'll just get lost like in a book or a game. And it's great sometimes to do something positive like that, not an uh, Instagram meditation. This is not a, we're going to mindlessly scroll Instagram for 20 minutes. This is, we're going to put our, our mind to something and focus on it and not have all those distractions. I think that that is a hugely powerful thing. And there's a million different uh, options for that. As a matter of fact, uh, in the in the three C's of, of sustaining happiness section of, of happiness boost, I have a list of a hundred suggestions for your own personal toolbox to help you gain skills and stuff. So that's one of the main things is teaching people how to build a toolbox on their own and, and thinking of different things, finding different things to add to it. And really it's just a matter of of trial and error like there's plenty of things that I've tried that I'm like well that wasn't for me <laughs> but I tried it and now I know there's a lot of things that I tried and I was like well I didn't think that would be for me but it's actually kind of cool I for one never would have thought that language learning would have been uh, something that I utilized for anxiety and stuff but 
I know there are times when my anxiety starts to to increase that I'll go do like a Duolingo lesson or I'll go listen to a French podcast because it forces your brain to switch. It forces your brain to to focus on something else. So even if it's something that you're enjoying, it focuses it uh, forces you to focus just to be able to follow along. So. Um, yeah, finding things that can be mindful. Thanks, Auntie Amanda. In episode 86, we were joined by Angela Marshall, and Angela was a fab, such high energy, and really about knowing, loving, and fulfilling yourself, and really just living life to the full. So here are her top tips. I kind of, uh, you know, group them all into what I call my four Ds, okay? Mm-hmm. Four Ds are decide which is so important people don't understand that everything begins or ends with a decision so we must decide if you want to be mentally strong mentally tough you want to get out of the ruts you want a different course uh, you know of action in your life or whatever it all starts and ends with a decision and that decision has to be is in two categories you're either going to make a decision that say must or a should in the words of Tony Robbins, you will not get what you should, but you will get what you must. And I found that to be so profound because now when I make up my task list uh, in the morning on my agenda, my itineraries, and I put certain things that I must do for that day, do you know I get it done 100% of the time? If it's on the must, I get it done. If you know you must quit this or you must start this or you must do, you know, when it no longer is kind of that in between where you're still teetering, you get it done. So you have to decide. And then of course, after you decide the next D, deal. You have to deal with everything that comes along with it. So that may look like from time to time, you know, like uh, if you're deciding, I'm going to not eat chocolate chip cookies anymore. Of course, what's gonna happen? loads of chocolate chip cookies are going to come your way. Everybody's going to want to send you chocolate chip cookies for whatever reason. But you have to, you know, you have to deal with everything that comes along with that so that you stick with your decision, which is the first D, whatever that looks like. So it's decide, then you deal. Then the most important piece is determination. You have to be determined to, you know, achieve, to obtain to attain all that you want in your life. If you want peace, if you want love, if you want respect, if you want you know, a better job, a better this or whatever, you wanna be a better mother, just a better person in general, only you can create that. Only you can give that to you, no one else. So you have to have the determination to put in the work, you know, to decide to deal, put in the work. And then ultimately the fourth D, which is, you know, the freedom piece, then it's that particular goal or that, um, you know, that what you're, you're trying to achieve is defeated. And you can move on to the next goal. You can move on to the next must. So I just look at things like stuff that I want to have in my life, like from a personal standpoint, how I want to be respected. I want to be loved. I want to be, you know, um, a good person, whatever. Those aren't optional for me. Those are priorities. So anytime you're able to prioritize, make things a priority and just keep telling yourself over and over again, this is not an option. This is something that I'm going to do in my life. This is something that I need. It's not a want. It's a need in my life. Then usually those four Ds 
will just fall into place. So it's decide, deal, determination, and defeat. And then that creates an amazing mindset <laughs> that's going to, you know, open up to a fulfilled life for YOU. <laughs> So thanks to Angela. And episode 87, we were joined by Dr. Craig Springer. So Craig is a, or Dr. Craig is a psychologist. And actually, we've had quite a few episodes, uh, it feels like recently, about relationships. And this was the, the first one. And it was really thinking about intimacy and having more meaningful, deeper relationships. So these are Dr. Craig's top tips. So one thing that I recommend is that people have a now focus. Um, that they focus on the here and now, what they have control over. I mean, oftentimes our minds kind of take us into the future and we oftentimes think negative things that will happen. Um, and we have no good reason to believe that that will happen. We might have an inkling here and there, but a lot of times we might be wrong. Um, and it causes us pain because we're, we're, we become anxious, right? We become worried about what might happen or what might not happen. Um, and the same thing with the past, you know, when we think about and focus on the past and, you know, once again, we have no control over what, what's happened already. Unfortunately, even as much as we, we want to be able to go back in time and, and change things, we can't. And um, so we might feel guilt, grief, uh, a whole lot of other things, sadness about, about what's happened. And it doesn't help us move forward in any way. Um, obviously, we can, we can learn from the past and, and make decisions now, but that's once again, being in the present and in, in a time period where we can make decisions and think about things that we want. Um, so that's my first tip is, is really focusing on what we have control over in the present. The second is um, focus on what we have and rather than what we wish was different. You know, even during COVID, you know, what are the things that we have right now that we could be appreciative and, grat and, and express gratitude for? Um, maybe we have our families, maybe we have our friends, maybe we have the ability not to commute to work and instead we're telecommuting and uh, we have ex an extra hour or two in our, in our day. Um, we have more time with our families and, and to spend time and, and you know, have more meaningful uh, conversations, whatever it happens to be. It's really, you know, yes, maybe we wish that we could go anywhere we wanted to go and do anything that we want to do. And if we want to uh, travel internationally, we'd love to be able to do that. But all of those things are, you know, once again, not in our control right now. You know, we could do those things, but we may not feel comfortable. So that might not be on the table. So we can decide to, um, to focus on, on what we are miserable about or focus on what we have control over once again and, and, and can enjoy and, and, and really appreciate. And a lot of times it's the people right around us and right in front of us that, you know, we can feel great about. And, you know, we have a, head or, uh, a house over our, our head and we have, we have jobs right now and we can support ourselves. All those things are things that we can appreciate and, be gratitude and have gratitude for. And the third suggestion that I would give people is um, when communicating with others, as I mentioned, lean into that other person's experience rather than be so focused on our own thoughts and feelings about things um you know the first step should really be what is this other person feeling and, and experiencing and saying right now and how can i make sense out of it for me and how can i relate to it um and how can i communicate to that person that i get it right before trying to come up with solutions or responding you know and and that would make your relationships more meaningful and continue to build opportunities to have those meaningful relationships like you know i think those are so important and so those are my, my top three tips that I would give people that can really help them live uh, a happier, more fulfilling life. Thanks again to, to Craig, Dr. Craig. I don't, I, I don't know, I quite like the sound of Dr. Craig. <laughs> um, 
So episode 88, we were joined by Lisa Erickson and we were talking about energetic healing. And again, we've had a few episodes uh, in the over the last few where we've had people who are involved in energetic healing and the energy space. And that's something that I'm still a bit, I'm, I'm open-minded to, but I, I'm a bit of a skeptic, um, as, I, as I've said before. Um, but I try and just, as I said, have an open, open mind with things. So Lisa's the first of our kind of energetic healers, and she specifically supports people with sexual trauma. So we dive into to energetics, but also healing from sexual trauma and what that looks like. And although I'm kind of giving you what, what people focused on in their episodes, the, the top tips are not necessarily specific to those areas. I think a lot of them are much more general, uh, applicable to uh, to everyone. But let's hear Lisa's top tips. Well, what I didn't mention that I think is particularly important for women is focusing on boundaries, whatever that means to you, and spending some time to really think about boundaries. For me, energetic boundaries are important. So this is one I have in my book that's really a foundation, especially for trauma survivors, because often there is an internalization of the idea, I don't have a right to boundaries, right? And then women receive a lot of conditioning around that, like you're supposed to take responsibility for everyone's emotions, you're supposed to people please everyone. So boundaries is sort of universal work for everyone. And there's a, an exercise in my book called The Second Skin that's really good for boundaries. Uh, I think also this sense of creating an internal anchor, whatever that means for you that you have some sort of routine, maybe it's even just three deep breaths, right? That you really return to this sense of an anchor. And I think the other is that you um, keep seeking and searching, and I guess this really fits with the theme of your podcast, for what works for you. And not think in terms of authority mm -hmm. figures, but think in terms of trying things and then what's what's the reaction, what happens for you as opposed to, oh, that's the expert they must know, right? Because then we can, if something doesn't work, we almost internalize it. Oh, there must be something wrong with me because that was the expert and they said it would work, you know? So no, really trust that, trust your own internal compass in that regard. So thanks again to Lisa. And episode 89, we were joined again by Alison Blackler. And so Alison joined us for our suicide discussion panel, which we did as a live broadcast, quite scary, for World Suicide Prevention Day. Uh, we had a few guests who have been on the podcast previously and Alison actually recorded this interview before that discussion um, but it's it's coming out now so she's a kind of familiar voice on the podcast um, and she has a background in in mental health in the, the National Health Service and she is really now supporting people to make sense of their life and talking about the importance of self-awareness and so I love this conversation because regular listeners will, will know self-awareness is a big thing for me I think it's um it's a really powerful way of I mean I, I could talk about this all day so I won't <laughs> but I think it's a really powerful way of really being able to tune into yourself and kind of knowing yourself and I think it has a massive massive impact on our well-being so Alice and I were completely aligned on this so it was a fantastic conversation and these are Alison's top tips I think we, we need to identify who our supporters are because sometimes we get, we have a lot of people around us. Some are in your life and they, they almost have to be in your life, but they might not be good for you. I think we, something that I see a lot of people do is they, they need to know who they're supposed to, who they can trust and, and, and make sure you access them when you're struggling because quite often you 
might go for the person who is a little bit judgmental of you, a little, maybe a little bit envious of you, and you go to them with a, a little wobble or a big wobble, and they're not quite there in the right way. I think it's really important to just think, who are my supporters? I think something else that is really powerful is to look at your values. If anybody can think about their values, and you can do that in any context, you can do it in life, you can do it in relationships, in business. Quite often, things that go wrong are because we are not looking after our values. And then we blame the other person or the situation. So any, any sort of work that people can do around it, establishing what's important to them in their life, what is it? Is it all about trust and love or is it all about hardworking and integrity or whatever it is? And you'll notice when you're upset, you'll have something will be challenging or neglecting your values. And I think the values piece is massive. It might not be a quick tip, it might have given you something a bit bigger than that. Um, but I think another lovely little task that we should all do is create vision boards or mood boards and really get, get dreaming about where, where you wanna go. Um, I've run some fabulous workshops helping people or they've made the, made, they've made the vision boards and I've helped them make sure that they believe that they were they are worthy of having them. Um, and I just think it's something that is it's just super powerful. It's a gorgeous thing. Some people poo-poo it and say, ah, oh, it's it's not, you know, it isn't that, but it, it really is. I think just the joy of just thinking about what do I want in my life? What will it look like? How will I know I've got it? And that whole piece with the vision board um, is just, just a lovely thing to do. Thanks again to Alison. In episode 90, we were joined by Jennifer Moore and Jennifer is an empathic um, and she really will be really dove into being highly sensitive, having empathy, being an empath, the kind of difference between all of those. Um, again, a bit of a skeptic, a bit unsure, um, but, but sensitive. So <laughs> I found it really interesting and um, a really enjoyable conversation. So these are Jennifer's top tips for us. The first tip is on the physical level, which is the aspect of um, sugar. And if, if you this is the first time you're hearing this, I hate to break it to you, but if you are binging on sugar and and it is making, and I'm not saying you, Hannah, <laughs> I'm talking to the audience here. Yeah, but you know that if it, it that that it is the problem with it is it makes us feel great in the short term, but it absolutely destroys our filters and shields in the long term. And and part of the reason it does that is that it really compromises our gut integrity. And our gut is kind of like our, our psychic shields, filters and shields are almost like an inner tube. And it's sort of like whatever's going on inside of our intestines and our gut is directly reflected in the way that we function in the world. And um, the this is a whole rabbit hole that I could go down. So I would say if, if look into gut health people and uh, you can start learning a lot about what, how that connection between the gut and the brain works, but you know, sugar is something that really compromises that, that integrity and it compromises our filters and shields sort of our sensitivity as well. So and it also is a mood altering substance. So we feel elated when we first consume it. And then we often will crash and have these sugar blues afterwards. So the physical 
tip I have is look at, but I would say don't just eliminate it without having something to replace it with. And fortunately, there are some pretty good alternatives like um, swir- you know, erythritol, stevia, other kinds of natural uh, monk fruit, uh, natural options so that you're not feeling deprived. So it's not like back in 1986 when I first put down sugar and the only option was bad diet soda. Um, so physical, that's the first tip. But the second one is the emotional, which is doing the work to release the emotional distress. And I cannot speak highly enough for EFT, emotional freedom technique, tapping for being able to let things go and release stuff. And there's some really wonderful resources about it. And if people want to learn more from me, you can go to empathicmastery.com to learn about EFT and how to use it as a tool. It's it's more than a soundbite to explain it, but it is truly the best tool I have ever found. And then third tip, which is all about the spiritual, is if you are open to the possibility that there is a power, a force in this universe that that is greater than your your tiny puny little human self then now is a really good time to tune in to divine source and i'm not talking about defining it in any way for you i'm just saying that tuning in and especially offering the burdens that are beyond what you can carry to some to a power greater than yourself can make such an incredible difference and i think that what's really sad is that our culture and our civilizations have taken this incredibly intimate personal relationship with the numinous away from us and have made it into such a dogmatic thing that so many people are kind of like, I don't want to have anything to do with that. And I'm talking about an incredibly intimate, personal, self-defined relationship with, with just the mysterious, vast, remarkable force of love whatever you want to call it in this universe that is available to us when we say yes to it. Thanks to Jennifer. Episode 91, we were joined by Janine Worth. And with Janine, we really dove into trauma, both big T trauma and little t trauma, uh, which are terms that you might have heard of. And and we do talk about that in the episode. So if you're like, what are you on about, um, head back over to episode 91 to check it out. Um, so explore trauma and the impact of that. And then this idea of letting go of unresolved emotional baggage. And honestly, full disclosure, I'm still working on letting go of my own emotional baggage. Um, So yeah, great, great conversation for everything around that. These are Janine's top tips for us. I am a big fan of inner child healing. I think that's a good place to start. I actually created a free quiz to help people identify subconscious blocks and for anyone where trauma comes up that's actually the free gift that i give them is a guided hypnosis for inner child healing because i think that's a wonderful place to start because even people that grow up with you know good childhoods or parents that tried their best there could be a teacher or an extended family member or someone at school somewhere or someone said something to you that might have stuck with you and you don't even know about it so I think that's a great place to start, you know. So we say you need to think of your mind like an attic. And every single day of your life, you've been collecting items that you put in there. 
you know, because your subconscious mind is like this giant vault that stores all of your, your memories. And you need to go through that and get out the ones that aren't serving you because that's where the negative behaviors and beliefs set in. And those become habits. And those habits start directing your choices. So inner child healing for me is a big one. Making sure that you're not doing stuff from the energy of obligation. A lot of times we want to say no, but we want to be liked or we want to be a good person. So we say, we say yes and we do stuff that we actually don't want to do. We're constantly doing stuff that we hate. We need to stop that. And the third one I would say is being a ninja with your boundaries. No, we're too old to have frenemies in our lives. If you have people in your life that don't clap when you win, you need to get them out of your inner circle. You need a support group of people that have your back, that are there for you, that help you, that you can vent to. And I always say, when you select your inner circle, make sure that your name is safe in their mouths. Because if it's not, they shouldn't be in your inner circle. So thanks to Janine. And for episode 92, we were joined by Terry McDougall and we were picking up on another one of my favorite topics to talk about, which is self-love um, and it being the ultimate reward. And self-love, uh, a few years ago, and, and this is something I've, I've talked about before on the podcast, I was not in a good place with myself um, and my mental health. And I think for me personally, at the root of that was my relationship with myself and how I felt about myself. And I did not like myself at all. And hate is not too strong a word for how I was feeling. I really was not in a good place with myself. And I think sometimes this idea of self-love, if you've been in that place, can feel like it is such a stretch to get there. Um, For me personally, I sort of, you know, wanted to get to a neutral, like liking place first with myself and thinking about nurturing myself and that kind of thing and actually now self-love I feel like I'm 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 getting there I'm getting I'm getting towards that uh, so I love this idea of it of it being the ultimate reward and talking about the value of that and about how we feel um about ourselves and treat ourselves um yeah you know I, I talk about kindness a lot it's my my top value it's my word of the year and and showing some of that kindness to ourselves and some of that love to ourselves so Yes, I love it. <laughs> I love the idea of self-love, love, self-love. Uh, fab conversation with Terry. So let's hear her top tips. Yeah, I would say spend some time asking yourself, what is it that you really want? And do not allow any excuses to come into that, right? Because there's, there's really two different things between knowing what you want and knowing how you're going to get it. These are two separate things, but the first step to living a happier, more fulfilling life is knowing what you want. So, you know, sit down, you know, maybe do a few, you know, deep breathing lessons or, or, uh, or exercises or meditation and just let that flow, write it out. Don't edit yourself at all. That's one thing. Uh, the other thing I think is that um, this, that self-talk. Start practicing positive self-talk. If you hear yourself being mean to yourself, forgive yourself for it 
and say, how would I talk to a dear friend? And get in the habit of talking to yourself the same way that you would talk to somebody else that you really care about and love. So I think those are my two tips. Thanks again to Terry. In episode 93, we had another uh, intuitive energy uh, healer on. We had Mark Hernandez. And we were talking about energetics for well-being. And Mark led us through a group-guided healing, which honestly was different to anything I'd experienced before. And we have a real conversation about the skepticism. Um, so thank you to Mark for <laughs> my questions around that, answering my questions. And actually, I've had some really positive feedback from listeners who really felt something shift from that. So one, thank you to Mark for that. Two, for obviously um, joining us and speaking with us. And let's hear his top tips. One, be grounded. Okay, there are different ways to ground your physical body. Okay, one way I, I do is, you know, so like I said, when, when in order to ground, why is grounding important? In order to, to heal physically or manifest on the 3D level in the physical plane, we need to be in our body, okay? Especially people that are light workers, you know, we like to play in the clouds. It's my, my good friend from the UK, Virginia Rounds Griffiths likes to say, you know, and that's fine, but we need to be in our body, okay? And so many people are not present and in their body, so find a way, there's a way of, of envisioning like a white light coming down uh, you know, from God's source creator through your crown chakra, the top of your head, going all the way down to your heart, going out, down to your feet, back all the way grounding into Gaia, Mother Earth, coming back up, through, and back out, okay? Make sure you're grounded in the morning. Because that also, lots of times when we're not grounded, that's often when we have our accidents. So I think if I give one tip for people to look into more, it'd be grounding every day and check yourself. Thanks again to Mark. Episode 94, another topic I love to talk about. We were joined by Alison Donahay on worthiness and reclaiming your worth. And I really think this is quite a lot tied in with that self-love, self-esteem, self-compassion, all of that, that kind of thing. Um, Worthiness is something for myself. I've had my own journey with, I think, tied into the self-hatred that I talked about uh, before, those feelings of worth, imposter syndrome, all of those kind of things, confidence, uh, things that we have covered a few times in the podcast and are, I think words like imposter syndrome is, um, it's much more recognized as a term now, isn't it? And, and, and an experience. And for me personally, I think worthiness is a lot at the root of that. Uh, it's something again that I'm working on. So I love having guests on who talk about stuff that I'm working on. I feel like I'm getting uh, really great stuff. I can ask some questions. I can be a bit selfish, but hopefully you also find it beneficial. So yes, this was another great conversation. So let's hear Alison's top tips. First, find that space. Like that is critical. Give yourself room to make a choice. Uh, That is probably the number one thing that I encourage people to do. The second thing is just start being kind to yourself. Love yourself like you would love a child. Love yourself like you would love a puppy or, you know, just know that, you know, you don't throw your puppy out because it peed on the floor. You just teach them to do better next time. And if we can be gentle with ourselves that way, which is different than giving ourselves permission to be idiots, (laughs) right? 
there is still a responsibility that goes along in that and moving them towards that direction and have fun, find things to play with. Um, take time to marvel. I, you know, I had a client one time and she was saying she walks down the street and if she sees a weed in the cracks in the sidewalk, she marvels at its survival, its perseverance, its ability to thrive. If we can start getting outside of our own pain, our own stories in our head to just marvel, uh, I think it's, uh, it's a great, it's just a great way to go through life in my opinion. So thanks again to Alison. And I loved, well, I loved all these episodes, but I loved episode 95. And we were joined by Ingrid Jansen, who is one half of the Declutter Hub, uh, talking about decluttering. And as I think I've mentioned before, um, anyone who knows me personally, like friends listening or know me, know I have a lot of clutter, a lot of books and paper and that includes lots of stuff, to be honest. And particularly when my mental health is not in the best place, I collect clutter around me and it's and it's a thing. Um, so Ingrid joined me to talk about decluttering and kind of what it actually is and the difference between decluttering and organizing and really how clearing the space around us can really help create some internal space as well. And what I particularly love about the way that Ingrid and, and her partner at the Declutter Hub, Leslie, work is they don't just tackle the kind of physical stuff they really talk about the mindset of decluttering and the emotional side of it and I recently joined them for a five-day challenge um which <laughs> um yeah I basically I still have some work to do on decluttering let's leave it at that but their challenges are amazing um they're fab and this was such a great conversation so here are Ingrid's top tips uh, yes, please. And I'm going to have, I'm going to do it about decluttering. Of course. <laughs> um, the first thing is if you're going to do a decluttering project, you need to prepare. You can't just go, okay, I'm going to declutter now. And because you're going to set yourself up for not finishing the project. And that's one of the things that's really, really important in our membership is where we say, okay, you need to prepare yourself. You need to prepare your body and you need to prepare your space. And for example, if you decide I'm going to do a decluttering project, make sure you've got some bags and boxes ready. And it sounds almost like a no brainer, but what, what happens if people say, okay, I'm going to do my wardrobe today. They're going to fling open their wardrobe, start pulling stuff out. And then they go, oh, where am I going to put the stuff I don't longer want? And that's when they walk off to go, oh, I need some bags or I need a box or I'm going to use an empty Ikea bag. They walk off. Then they walk past the washing machine. Oh, I should have hung up this load of laundry that I forgot. Let me hang up that load of laundry. And then like, wow, it's really thirsty. Well, I made myself a glass of water. And then half an hour goes and they're like, oh, I was decluttering my wardrobe. So you need to prepare yourself and one of those preparation is getting some boxes ready. There's loads of things you need to do. It's not difficult, but it, you will save time and you will have much better success in your uh, project. The second top tip, I already mentioned it. You really, really have to break down your projects. You can't say, I'm going to sort out my house. I'm going to decline my whole house. You have to break it down. You can start, I don't know, with your cutlery drawer in your kitchen this evening. You know, when, when the potatoes are boiling, your meat's in the oven and you're boiling the veg, you can go, let me just put my knives and forks separately and put them nicely in my, in my drawer. That's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about massive projects all the time. 
you can do, let me check the date on my Marmite tomorrow morning or my, or my Nutella or my cereals when I'm having breakfast. Is this still a day? Do I actually like this stuff? Or why is it still in my house? Small steps, but on a regular basis. That is going to, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And the third thing, don't set out to do it perfectly because you get hung up on, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to do it at all. Decluttering is a process. You're better off doing something than nothing at all. It might not be the perfect space yet. It might not be the perfect container. It might not be the perfect cupboard. But if you've decluttered a couple of bits and you kind of start to think about where am I going to want to put this, that's the start. Thanks again to Ingrid. Episode 96, we were joined by Harry Uda. uh, And we were again on relationships, but bringing in one of my favorite things, kind of the self-awareness within relationships. So relational dynamics, building those deeper and more meaningful, specifically romantic relationships, but through understanding ourselves in that relationship dynamic, how we're showing up, how we're interacting, what we're expecting, all of those kind of stuff. So, I mean, my my personal philosophy, I feel like I'm talking way more than just introducing this episode. So hopefully that's cool <laughs> with everyone. But me personally, I think self-awareness is, is so important for understanding yourself, that self-love thing, changing your relationship with yourself. And then I think that changes how you view the world, how you interact in your relationships, because you're more aware of yeah, how you're showing up and, and how you're presenting and how you're interacting and, and all of that. So a really interesting conversation about the self-awareness in relationships. So here is Harry's top tip. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of the, I think it's been the theme of this conversation, which is look within, mm-hmm. look within, look within so you can go without, without any blockers, without any baggage, without any unresolved feelings of anger, resentment, etc. Look within. A lot of the answers that you're looking for, you're not going to find them outside. You know, you want to start to develop a or cultivate your own internal paradigm. And you do that by asking questions. See your emotions as an indicator. I'm angry today. Why? Where did that come from? When did I start feeling like this? Who was I around? You know, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Why? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So start to look within and cultivate a healthy relationship with your own emotions. Thanks again to Harry. Episode 97, we were joined by Marsha Gleit, again on happiness. So Marsha is the happiness whisperer, which I love. I kind of feel like I need a, a jazzy name like that. We've had before, we've had um, a joy, jollytologist, a happiness whisperer. I don't know um, what my my term would be, but I think they're quite fun. <laughs> but we were talking about self-care, which I think is something that is so important anyway. Uh, one of the things I started doing on Instagram is a little self-care Sunday check-in. As a, a reminder, I think sometimes we can just be scrolling on our phones. I definitely do this of um, numbing, I guess, of not wanting to to deal with stuff. And, and it can be our way of switching off um, or whatever, of just scrolling. And actually, if it pops up as a reminder, self-care Sunday, as a, a prompt, I guess, to reflect and think about what you are doing for your self-care. And for me personally, Self-care is something that um, I guess I never really prioritized. Um, maybe I've had feelings of guilt around it. I know that's quite a common thing that, that people experience. But something I have come to recognize is that if I want to keep showing up here on the podcast for you, uh, if I want to show up in my coaching, if I want to show up in my life, then in my volunteering and, and all of that, 
it's essential because if I am not doing as much as I can, well, and that varies, but if I'm not doing something to look after my own mental health and well-being, to recharge myself and, and all of that kind of stuff, then I just can't do the other stuff as well as I would like to. It's it's basically it's essential. And and I feel actually or I found that having that mindset and that view of it, some of that kind of guilt stuff kind of goes because it's now it's part it's just part of what I have to do, I guess. Which it, it doesn't make it a chore. It's trying to do things actually that nurture me and that are enjoyable. Sometimes it's effort. Um, but trying to yeah change change my mindset change my view towards self-care and Marsha's message I loved and it was about self-care not having to be expensive or time consuming so one I love that message uh two I think self-care is generally really important but I think particularly at the moment with everything that is going on it is so important to be looking after ourselves and our well-being and that doesn't have to be expensive and time consuming it can just be small things because the small things really do add up so here are Marsha's top tips so what I like to start is um self-care doesn't need to take more than 10 minutes a day and the easiest place to find 10 minutes to yourself is that time of of night right before you're going to go to bed so we have that you know we Whatever you do, you take off your makeup, you brush your teeth, you put on your pajamas, right? That's a ritual. You do that every day, right? You don't even have to think about that anymore. So how do you add in a few self-care things, okay? So while you brush your teeth, right, look in the mirror and say, I love myself, right? I love myself. And um, you can practice a lot of affirmations of things about, you know, I'm really good at my job and I'm a great mother or whatever, I'm a great daughter, whatever it may be. And so in that 30 seconds to a minute that you're brushing your teeth, you can do affirmations. That's going to be self-care and not to mention brushing your teeth is self-care. So we don't even think, know that we're doing some of the things that we're doing, right? When you, when you get into bed, put your phone, like put your phone down, disconnect from your technology, maybe turn off the TV right? Have, read a, read a book for five minutes that you just enjoy, whether it's a, something humorous that'll make you laugh or something interesting that you want to learn more about, or it's just a romance novel that just relaxes you, right? Because sleep is going to be over the next seven, eight hours. And the quality of that sleep is as, as important as the quantity of sleep. And then the other really easy thing to do is um, get a diffuser and diffuse some lavender or um, whatever your favorite smell is, right? Have that room just smell so peaceful, right? And those things don't take time and they're not expensive and they can start right there. Thanks again to Marsha. And now handing over to episode 98, this is our final set of top tips that we're sharing for this episode where we were joined by Sam Unglo. And so on the podcast, we have kind of two, I, I like to say we kind of have two kind of guests or two kind of shows, I guess. We have episodes where we really dive into mental health and mental ill health in a bit more detail, where we will talk much more about personal experiences and challenge misconceptions and, and that kind of thing. 
And we have people come on who are really giving us tools and suggestions and ideas about managing our well-being. So I guess it's those two things. It's understanding and then it's managing our own. And, and I like to have a mix of those because I think we can all benefit from spending a bit more time on our mental well-being. But I think it's important to change attitudes as well. So this was um, an interesting conversation because we, we kind of touched on both bits of those. So Sam came on to share, to tell us about his book and to share his story and also his brother Michael's story. Um, and Michael um, sadly passed away through suicide after experiencing mental illness um, and sexual abuse as a child um, at the hands of a ch- of the church. So it's, it's quite a heavy kind of conversation in that way. The topic is a very serious topic, but it still felt like um, it didn't feel like a heavy ugh, episode, if, if that makes sense. It was it was still a really um, enjoyable conversation. And so Sam was, was sharing how he got through it, sharing Michael's story. But we also then were talking about mental health, mental hygiene practices and kind of managing our mental health. So it really kind of was across both of those um, types of episodes. Uh, we talked about running. We talked about the benefits of therapy. We talked about loads of, of great stuff. And Sam is doing amazing work in this area of, of trying to prevent and, and support children who have experienced sexual abuse. So it's a great conversation. Let's hear Sam's top tips. Sure. So, you know, one that we probably haven't talked about yet, uh, I'll call it music and mindfulness. Um, For me, music, you know, I like to find, I have all types of music, but I I like ones with a kind of a lot of bass, Fun uh, is one of the uh, bands that I have um, on my iPod, and they have a song called One Foot. It's, it, if you listen to the song, um, you know, it's, it has horns. The, the lyrics are great. Um, I can actually relate to the lyrics a, a lot. But, um, you know, that, it gets me going. So, you know, whether it's in the morning, um, uh, you know, before I do a run on the way to the park, I'll typically drive to the park and then run on trails. Um, you know, I'll kind of use that. It, it kind of pumps me up, gets me going. Um, but at other times, it's it's a nice reminder to, you know, be uplifting. So I am, maybe if I am getting a little bit of a down mood, you know, I process it, but I kind of go back to something that puts me a little bit more in the center. Um, so I would say having you know, have a good playlist, you know, whatever works for you. Um, and I, I guess related to that, you know, mindfulness, um, I guess you can make that a second one. Um, but, uh, you know, going through that process of just kind of being and processing, um, and there are tapes or uh, download on iTunes that, you know, sometimes when I am flying, you know, it's a good time to just put on the Bose headphones with the noise canceling and just kind of, um, you know, be with yourself and kind of just give yourself a chance to process. Uh, Related to that, I would say um, yoga. We haven't talked about that. I've, um, I do that a few times a week. Uh, It's just about a 25 minute yoga routine. Um, It helps with running. There's a practical aspect, but it also helps with just, um, you know, kind of listening to your to your body, uh, which, you know, back to having balance. Um, all of those things really encompass taking time for yourself. 
um, which I think you know people need to do in order to stay healthy. Otherwise, you you kind of get wound up and um, you don't listen to yourself. And then that might have been three, but um, you know back to the you know the exercise and having a mental health routine, right? So uh, we talked about talk therapy, but what what is the routine that you have for maintaining um, mental health? Because you know, I don't think that happens by accident. So whether that's, you know, reading or the talk therapy or something else, um, you know, I think there needs to, you know, you need to have a, a plan um, so that, uh, you know, that comes to be. Thanks again to Sam. And that brings us to the end of this roundup episode. And it's our sixth roundup episode, which just I remember doing the first one and just thinking, oh, it's a nice way (laughs) to look back. And now it's kind of become a thing. And I enjoy these episodes. I really hope that you get some benefit from them having this thing to kind of dip back into. And it's great looking back on on these guests, uh, all the guests that we've had on. And we're really going to celebrate the guests that we've had on in much more detail, much more depth in our next episode on Wednesday. So I really hope that you join us for that. Our 100th episode, it feels like a massive milestone um and I've loved loved all of them and we'll talk about more on Wednesday but I just want to finish and and round out this episode by I guess encouraging you to check in with yourself to sort of take a mindful moment take a breath and just ask yourself how you're doing ask yourself what you need in this moment how you are in this moment without judgment which can be hard but just tuning into yourself you're building a bit of that self-awareness and however you find yourself however you're feeling wherever you are whatever is going on having a little bit of kindness and compassion towards yourself I think it is so so important for our well-being yeah kindness um and being present and that's something probably that I'm going to talk about more um on Wednesday and then uh, in coming episodes but I really appreciate you for joining us today for listening for sticking out (laughs) to the end um it really does mean so much and I really hope that you have got something from this episode that you are leaving feeling a little calmer a little lighter a little bit more hopeful, joyful, whatever, however you're feeling is, is, is great. It's fine. It's what you should be feeling. Um, but thank you, um, for joining us today and we'll be back on Wednesday. As always, a reminder that if you have enjoyed what you've been listening to, please do rate and review on iTunes. It does mean so much. I love hearing what you think of the show and, it really does help us to reach more people so they can also be part of what is going on here at Psyche. With all that, wishing you all the best for the next couple of days and I will speak to you on Wednesday. Take care for now. Bye.